I'm Sarah Cunniff, a partner in the Asset Management and Investment Funds Group here in Arthur Cox, and this is our new podcast series, which I hope you'll find useful. You may know that we initiated at the start of the lockdown in March 2020 regular webinars to keep in touch with our clients, the director community and our contacts. The purpose of this podcast is to provide you with these updates in a revised format. So what we've done here is to provide an extract of the recording of a specific webinar we presented on the 24th of April 2020 on the requirement to conduct an annual investment manager review as per the central bank's guidance CP86. This webinar was presented by Kevin Murphy. Of course, there have been some developments since that webinar was broadcast. And so at the end of the podcast, I'll be joined by one of my partners, Tara O'Reilly, and she'll provide some detail on what has been happening since the time the webinar was first broadcast. One of the requirements of CP86 is that the board of an Irish fund management company receives and is satisfied with a comprehensive annual presentation from the investment manager. These requirements were also added to by the central bank in a letter it sent to Irish fund management companies in July 2019. The requirement to have an annual presentation from an investment manager to the board of an Irish fund management company is included in our regulatory calendars for our Irish fund clients, and it's a requirement that needs to be evidenced by Irish fund management companies. So Kevin, thank you for joining me today. Perhaps I could ask you some questions about one of the requirements of CP86 that the board of an Irish fund management company receives and should be satisfied with a comprehensive annual presentation from the investment manager. This requirement applies to all uh, USITS managers, SMICs and AFINs. But these requirements were also added to by the central bank in a letter that it sent to USITS in July 2019. So we've included this requirement to have the annual presentation from the investment manager in our regulatory calendars for our Irish fund clients. And perhaps Kevin, you could explain what CP86 contemplates should be covered in that annual investment manager presentation. Thanks, Sarah. Um, so before answering your CP86 specific question, I think to avoid any confusion, uh, we, we need to again highlight upfront that for USITS funds, there is also the annual assessment or so-called value for money exercise, which needs to be undertaken by boards on an annual basis, which we will cover shortly. So getting back to your CP86 question, in, uh, in addition to the quarterly reports from investment managers and DPs, there is also, as you say, a requirement that the investment manager present a report uh, on an annual basis to the board covering developments affecting the investment manager, the investment process and strategy used by the investment manager in managing the fund, the investment team uh, used um, to manage the fund, uh, obviously details on the fund's performance uh, and details on any strategy for responding to any underperformance. And finally, any proposed development of the investment approach for managing the fund. Okay, Kevin, so this report is, is wider in scope than the quarterly reports and essentially it covers the business of the investment manager, not just fund performance like the quarterly reports. So uh, you, you've just listed some matters that need to be addressed in that presentation, which are contained in the CP86 guidelines. But as we've already mentioned, the central bank also uh, in, imposed additional requirements for this annual investment manager presentation in its general industry-wide letter on closet index tracking that it sent to USITS funds in July 2019. 
Can you explain what the central bank said about the investment manager's annual presentation in that letter, which supplements the CP86 requirements? Sure. It's, it's probably worth saying a few words about the central bank's closet tracker letter to industry in July last year. Um, it was a report on a review carried out by the central bank across all usage funds to determine if any funds marketed as actively managed were in fact closet trackers. Although the central bank provided no information on the actual number of closet trackers they found, because I expect they were probably close to none based on our own experience, the real issue uh, the review highlighted was the extent to which funds did not disclose in their prospectuses that they were, quote, managed by reference to a benchmark based on recently issued and very controversial guidance uh, issued by uh, ESMA, which even treats funds that use a benchmark for performance comparison purposes as being managed by reference to a benchmark. So funds were given an opportunity to update their prospectuses by March this year to reflect these new disclosure requirements. However, buried at the end of that letter, the central bank also took the opportunity to include additional requirements for the annual investment manager presentation, which largely tracks the value for money review initiated by the FCA in the UK. Under the closet tracker uh, letter, when assessing the annual investment manager presentation, boards should consider if a usage has delivered on its stated objective and whether the usage remains a viable and suitable investment for investors. Okay, so those requirements weren't in the CP86 guidelines, but that central bank letter states that the analysis on a fund's delivery on its stated objectives and a fund's viability should be documented. So what should a board consider um, when fulfilling this requirement and documenting the requirement? Well, the presentation should cover a few things. It should cover the performance of the fund. It should cover the fee structure. Uh, and that includes a review, a review of fees charged to assess whether they are appropriate for targeted level of outperformance relative to a benchmark. And also the review should cover the investor base of the fund. Okay, so this is very specific and detailed information for uses. And it's important to note that the letter also states that it, um, the central bank expects that USIT's investment managers have regard to these requirements as part of its supervisory engagement with Irish fund management companies. So how are the USIT's investment managers addressing this requirement in the letter in their annual presentation? Well, the first point to remember is that unlike the detailed guidance you have in the US around the 15C annual reviews and the detailed guidance issued by the FCA, there are no detailed or prescriptive rules from the central bank. Effectively, there is a, a principle or broad guidance set out in four lines in that July 2019 letter. So it's a matter for the board really to determine the, the level of detail. At a minimum, uh, there needs to be some written analysis for the board's consideration. And typically that would include details on the performance of the fund with perhaps peer comparisons, details of the so-called active share to demonstrate the investment management and performance of the fund, details on the level of fees, again, with some peer comparisons, details on costs, and perhaps some more ephemeral issues, uh, such as the strength of the brand, uh, of the manager uh, or investor slash customer service. OK, 
And presumably, we can expect the central bank to include these requirements, which are set out in the July 2019 letter to USIT in any revised iteration of CP86, so that it might cover AFIMS uh, at that point in time. So what action should Irish fund management companies need to take to address this annual investment manager presentation requirement? Well, investment managers need to ensure that they provide boards with an annual investment manager assessment. For some boards, this review has already taken place. Um, but for boards who have not yet undertaken this exercise, hopefully this is a timely reminder as the Q2 board meetings are being scheduled. And this review should be completed uh, by July. Thanks. One more thing. So going back to the list of uh, things that need to be included in the annual investment manager presentation, you mentioned that what needed to be included was um, uh, any proposed development of the investment approach. This investment approach concept was introduced in CP86. It's a, it's a novel one. So could you um, explain what the investment approach is? Well, in some respects, the name speaks for itself. So under CP86, the board is meant to receive a presentation uh, on the investment approach prior to the issue of a prospectus and the launch uh, of a fund. And again, as, they, as, the, as the term implies, it describes the investment approach that the manager proposes to take in managing the fund. Okay, so what details need to be included in the investment approach? And presumably this needs to be documented. Well, on this, and in contrast to the, the July 2019 letter, CP86 is very specific on the minimum list of things uh, that need to be included. And it goes beyond what's in the prospectus. So in addition to the investment objective and policies that you see in the prospectus, you also need to uh, include any benchmark, which may be relevant against in relation to the fund's performance, the types of assets that the fund may invest in, the portfolio management team's credentials, the investment processes to be adopted by the portfolio management team, the types of restrictions and limitations imposed on the management of the fund, additional to those specified in the prospectus, um, frequency of uh, dealing, uh, valuation basis, ADLs, etc. information you typically see in the prospectus, and um, the investment manager's trading protocols, including order management, best execution, allocation of uh, business to brokers and commission sharing, the basis on which any securities lending is undertaken, the extent to which it's proposed to use um, derivatives, and details on the processes for the management of liquidity risks. Okay, and perhaps you could explain how we assist our Irish fund clients to ensure that an investment approach is presented to the board? So we've produced a template document which addresses these uh, requirements. Not surprisingly, it's called the Investment Approach Memo. And each time clients add new funds or establish new vehicles it is one of the fund documents that we prepare with the assistance of the investment manager. And um, unfortunately, it's not sufficient for it to be verbal. Uh, it should be documented as it has a key role in the investment management process for the fund. There was some debate when the central bank um, uh, proposed the um, need for an investment approach memo. There was some debate across the industry on whether the investment approach memo only needed to be prepared for new funds rather than also uh, existing funds. Our view has been and still is that it should be prepared for all funds as it is intended to be used as a yardstick for assessing changes to the investment approach year on year. 
And frankly, there's no real excuse not to put it in place as a relatively straightforward document uh, to, uh, to draft. Yeah, so CP86 requires that any change, not just material changes to the investment approach and or departures from it need to be approved by the board. So how do we deal with that, Kevin? Well, it's a board responsibility to oversee the investment manager's compliance with the investment approach. We include the review of the investment approach memos in the fund's regulatory calendar. So they are reviewed at least once a year. And at that meeting, the investment manager confirms compliance with the investment approach. It also provides an opportunity for any material changes to the investment approach to be highlighted to the board uh, for approval. And CP86 also states that representatives from the investment manager should be available to answer questions uh, to the board where changes to the investment approach are being discussed. Okay, that's a very helpful summary. Thank you very much, Kevin. I hope you find that discussion useful. As I mentioned at the start of this podcast, since the webinar was recorded, some things have moved on since then. So Tara is going to mention a few of these in particular. Thanks, Sarah, for inviting me to discuss what we've been looking at for our clients in the context of the annual investment manager presentation required by CP86. It's fair to say that we've seen a variety of approaches taken by our clients, ranging from a very detailed presentation or analysis to the Irish Fund Management Company boards, based on what the manager has done in this regard in their home jurisdiction, to a fairly cursory short verbal presentation. There are two particular things that we think need to be considered here in terms of approach. First, in its finding on the implementation of CP86, the central bank highlighted the need for evidence of action taken by any Irish fund management company to demonstrate compliance with CP86. So any investment manager presentation should be minuted and any supporting documents should form part of the Irish fund management company's records. Secondly, given the continuing focus on fees, as evidenced by the recent ESMA and central bank CSA on fees and costs for usage, the annual investment manager presentation provides an opportunity for the board of the Irish Fund Management Company to consider, justify and approve the fee structures for its funds, taking into account the performance of the funds. Many thanks for that update, Tara, and thanks also to our listeners to this podcast today. We hope you found it useful. And if you have any questions on anything that we discussed in this podcast or indeed the webinar, or any particular issue about the annual investment manager presentation that you'd like to hear more about, please feel free to contact Tara or me. Once again, thank you for listening and goodbye for now. And please do listen to our next podcast on liquidity risk management.